This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, everyone? We are live. We are talking draft tonight. We are going into our third installment of the OBR's live mock draft uh, setup. We are going to have one every week now leading up to the late April, early May draft as it transitions between two months. Pretty pumped about it. We are closing in on some pretty clear situations at a lot of key positions. We definitely think the Browns are going to add a couple more players before the draft. We don't know when. We don't know the timing of those things. Pay attention to the Rumor Central section at the OBR because we can give you some clear breadcrumbs is probably the right way to phrase that. As as we look at some players, they've done a great job leading up to this point. They will continue between Lane and Brad doing a great job. Pumped you're joining us for this draft. We're not going to do anything ahead of it. We might discuss a player or two that we think that they might add or just name one player and move on so that we have a little bit of clarity. Um, But yeah, jump in the comment section. If you have something that pops out to me, I will add it and ask it to our group of guys. So I will not waste any more time. I will add Mr. Brown's Daily Mock. Steven, how are you, my friend? Greetings, everyone. He's feeling festive. He's got a shirt on specifically tied to our next guest, guest. our guest host today. Which is from Nothing But the Dogs podcast, which I should I should say I highly suggest you listen to that podcast. It's a great podcast. It does with John Colosimo. Mike Krupka, how are you, dude? Aloha, guys. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. And uh Steven, man, I love the shirt. It looks great. Yeah. yeah. I, I like how in the video here we all three go vertically, kind of like a cell phone reception when Mike sits up. Kind of it kind of works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a cell phone reception. That's great. All right. So we're gonna have some fun, man. We are going to uh, go with Pro Football Network. I believe that we have done Pro Football Focus Simulator and we have done um Draft Network. Did we do Draft Network? I think yeah. we did the first one, yeah. So let's um Let's let's do Pro Football Network. There are listen. There used to only be, and we'll probably do. Um, who was the original on that one, Steve? I can't remember right now. The, the I'm sorry. Say that again. The, the live simulator. Who was the first site to Fan do speed. that? Fan speed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They they put it out, and then everybody's branched off and done some great things. So we're going to try to highlight all of them. So um, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's get into this thing. We'll talk. Listen, I'm just going to presume they sign a defensive end. They're probably going to sign. Jadevian Clyde or someone like him, they're going to try. So we're just going to presume for this exercise that they did not bring in another corner that they just brought in Clowney. So we'll just say that the the, the status quo is the same, other than that they brought in Clowney. Not, not this is not a prediction. This is not anything like that. This is just me saying that they're going to bring in a defensive end. Could be any veteran. They're going to bring in Clowney in this scenario. So take that into account. A one year deal. 
uh, as you will. So we will, let me see here, try to share the right screen. Pull this over here. Want that advertisement to go away. And three, two. Oh, hold on. I want to do an application window. That's even better. Technology. Did we get it right? Look at that. It's a draft. It's a draft. PC load letter. Let's go, man. Here it is. So we have the trades that have occurred are updated in here. The Niners at three, the Dolphins at six, and the Eagles at 12. And uh, we're ready to rock and roll. So let's get this thing started. If you see anything that pops out, fellas, as usual, let me know. If you feel like trading up for any point, feel free to do that as well. Ooh, Trey Lance. Mm. Wait, it wasn't Wilson? I mean, these things get finicky. It's it's Wilson two and then Lance three. So Fields goes Wouldn't four. Wouldn't shock After me at the, all. Not, not one bit. After the top ten, um, that is our look right there. Any comments, thoughts? Rousseau going at nine is pretty surprising. Yeah, I think that'll get updated eventually at some point. I think I, I don't think, and I think Jake, you agree with me. I, I, Mike, you and I haven't talked about this yet. I think it's far more likely that if they make a trade, it will be down rather than up. However, if they do decide, like let's say people have been asking me about moving up for J.C. Horn, um, and if let's just say that that's you know something that they're interested in, I think the Eagles at twelve could be another sneaky candidate for a move down because we know where they are in their build. And at this point in their, it's a rebuild teardown. I mean, whether they want to admit it or not, they're still in accumulate as many future picks as possible uh, uh, kind of mode. So if they were of the mind to move up to 12 and give up something, you know, pretty big, you'd have to give up a, a pretty pile, pretty large pile of change to get up to JC Horn. That might be the spot because you get, there's a couple teams at 13, 14, 15 right in there that are also in the corner range. Yeah. I would agree. Let's keep him moving. He'll see if we get any opportunity. That's a surprise, Mac Jones. With Carson Carson Wentz right now in Chicago. Is mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Wait a second. What are you guys talking about? Carson Wentz where? No, he's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Oh. My bad. My bad. Oh. Who went, who went right. to Chicago? So uh, the, 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 the red rocket, uh, what's his name? Uh, Andy Dalton, red, yeah. red rifle, red it rifle, is. red rocket is a different connotation. I, I got, I got, um, I got the redheads mixed up. My bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Here we are. Okay. So we're at pick 15. If you wanted to move up with the Cardinals Raiders, Dolphins have an extra pick. If there's somebody here you would like to move up for mm -hmm. some guys here. I mean, JC Horn is debatable whether he'll be here at this point, but he's here in this fun and friendly environment here. So, uh, is pay still on the board? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there he is. And at that ranking, he there's a good chance he would be there. But, yeah, once you get beyond this spot, once you get into the late teens, if Horn or Pay or whoever it is that they have on their high on their covet list, this is when you start to think about it because it wouldn't be a huge um, deal to move up to this point. I still don't think they're going to do it, but this would be the range where you start thinking about it. I don't know what you think, Mike. Yeah, I would just say it. You, you look at how many picks we have, and, and although I am of the mind that I want to trade back if I'm going to move at all, they may be of the mind where we're not going to bring nine guys into camp. So let's try to make a move, go get the guy or the top right. guy at, let's say, cornerback, and it makes sense here to do that. I can see them doing that. But um, 
I'm not sure what you think, Jake, but I would just as much as stay put right now and see where the board falls, uh, given some of the other players that I see that are on here still. I think J.C. Horn is special, and I'd love to go get him right here. That's just my opinion. I, I would be into giving up pick 59 to go get another lockdown corner for a five-year deal, for a five-year rookie contract. I just think he's really yep. good. His athletic yep. testing was off the charts, man, and I think his tape yep. is as good as the athletic testing. I think he's really, really good. And, like, I've just heard some sound bites lately that I've loved from him. He he knows – I mean, he said he – not just the I love Cleveland stuff. I would be fine with going – I would love to go there. But just the competitive nature, like, yeah, man, everybody gets drafted. It's it's you got to play football after you get drafted. That's that's the first step. And it's like that stuff I love, man. Some guys view getting drafted as the culmination. And some guys right. say, hey, man, this is a step. Um, I would be okay with, with going up and getting him here, trying to find a way. If that involves like Jared Mueller or OBR colleague has said here, moving up to pick fifty giving up fifty-nine to to get him, then then I would I'd probably be okay with it because I think you still have yeah. Technically, you still have three top 100 picks. So right. you have 89 and 91. If you so, want to put together a package and, and go and see if they'll take it, I'd, I'd be okay with that. If we're going to be moving pick 59 for somebody we think is a starting corner, I would rather try to construct a uh, a, a, a very attractive package for JC Jackson and see and you know make call hoodies bluff. To be perfectly honest with you, and then uh, then you keep your first round pick. But I, I'm with you. If we could do that here, I absolutely would. I think right. I think you got to go out because I don't. I think he's good, but I also don't think he's going to demand crazy, crazy money either. Like you want a new contract, obviously, he's right? Get a new contract, but like I think he can still be relatively affordable for the skill set. But in this scenario, right, uh, right, in which in which we can, I'm with you. Um, are we okay with giving up 59? I'm not trying to bully you guys. I just think he's. Yeah. I think he's special. I think he's really special. So I'm. I would be more than happy going and getting him. I think I think the pedigree part of of JC Horn is what comes out in those comments, and I think to your point, Jake, let's let's go put a package together, see if they'll if they'll bite at fifty nine, and I mean, it, again, if they're going to do it, it makes sense to get a guy like that. And yeah. I, listen, we've done we've done these, Steve. We'll keep doing them, and probably this will be the only one we move up, try to move up for. It's yeah, just, yeah, no, I, I think I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I think that there's probably some shuffling on all of these site boards, and he's going to move up. I think JC's going to move even into top ten potential. But if he were there on draft night at sixteen, if the Cardinals are interested, I'm I, I'm only giving up fifty nine though. I'm going to put that out there. I guess they're an NFC team. Where are you at, Cliff? Can you step away from the pool for a second? All right, we good with this offer? Go for it. Let's see. They declined it, so we Past will have to see. Okay, well, we can offer it to Oakland. Do we still want to keep offering it? I mean, yeah. we offered it 60. Yeah. We might as well offer it 17. Why not? I agree. I agree. Do, do. They're an AFC I team. Think, I think maybe we start to, to stop thinking about it after the Dolphins – but that's probably would agree with you. I would, I would agree with you. Let's see what happens. There's a reason Oakland is struggling folks. They're struggling. <laughs> They're not smart. <laughs> okay. So the, hold on. Did Miami that, uh... just timeout? Did Miami move up with Oakland? So they didn't even take our pick. They traded with somebody else. Right. Those, what those bunch, punks. What a, what a bunch of losers. We're going to try you guys one more time. <clears throat> Throw in that uh, 257. I don't know. I want to put my foot down. All right, we'll throw 257, man. We'll try it. <laughs> or do we just try it and then we'll come back to 257? 
Let's just try it and then we'll come back to 257. Okay. okay. Everybody hates us. Don't go forward yet. Well, we'll try 257. I mean, All it's right, not John. much. It's, but, it's uh, really it's nothing. Those sevenths sometimes are trade nice trade sweeteners, like a future second in an NBA trade or something like that. that everybody knows is virtually nothing. Very much agree. Let's propose it. All right. We can hey. come up and get our guy. We're going to come up All and right. get JC Horn. All right. Feel good about it? I'm clicking it. Like it? Let's, let's trade down. Let's do it. <laughs> Retrade down. <laughs> Although I don't think now if you looked at it, I don't think Washington or the Giants are taking a corner. So if you wanted to get real creative here, we could trade back to 21 with Indy, but they might come up and take – I don't know. Let's just take our guy. Yeah. yeah we're taking let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. Now All we right, got a, about it. a long wait. We do have a long wait. We do. Unless we want to get even weirder and trade into the second round. Gave up 89 and, I don't know, feeling weird tonight. I think while we're sitting here watching it scroll here, Mike, uh, Jake and I have talked about this, and I think we're of the same mind. like to hear what you have to say. Um, although we just did it here, we think a trade down is more likely from 26, and if there is a trade up, it will come from the 59 position. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's that's not a bad uh, assumption. I think, again, if, if we want to go add that next piece, another starter, it makes sense to, to be aggressive in that second round, stay put in the first round. Uh, again, I, there, there, there is going to be, I think, a lot of that top-end cornerback talent still on the board in the second round. So say we go edge in the first and we still view a guy like, you know, um, Efitu as a number one guy and he's somehow on the board, we can go get that guy, right? So I think that's, that's very plausible. I, I'm not really sure if there's another position – outside of cornerback or edge that I could see us making a trade up for, but mm -hmm. I, I agree with you guys. I think that's probably the sweet spot. If we want to go get that surefire number one starter again, or, you know, day one starter. Right. I'm with it. I definitely think that that is the most realistic route, but I would be, if this scenario played out and Cleveland got hungry to go get another elite corner, I'm in, I, I would have no qualms about it. Um, Especially now, this, if they did nail uh, Clowney like we all think I, they're going to do. That would that would predicate that. If they if if we were in a situation where they didn't sign another edge and they were still looking for one, I would have fought a little harder to hang tight and uh yeah. and hope Pay or or you know Ojolari or one of those guys was still there at 26. But since we filled that need, now I think you know I'm totally on board with a move like that. Now this gets a little interesting. Reminder again, we are up in two picks. We can recoup one of the picks we lost. It's still only pick 120, but we do get something back to have another pick. I mean, we give up a fifth next year, but I don't know where you got. This is actually a really interesting trade offer, given what we've done in the first round and moved off pick 59. Um, so, you know, what do you guys think? I mean, we're adding another pick in the top 150. We're moving back just essentially – yeah, we're moving back, you know, eight slots or whatever it is. So not that bad of a, a trade off there. I think the only part that is a little bit is the fifth round pick for, for next year, right? We got to give that up, which is probably going to be, you know, outside of that starter range anyway. So I, I guess I'd want to see the board really to, to look at what players that we want to consider before I, I say, let's take it. We can always re-offer the same trade, so we can go to the mm. board. Jared asked a good question here, which was, would you guys rather trade next year's one instead of 59? I would lean no. 
I think no. if it were if it were a pick no. inside the top fifty, I would have a different discussion. But like, um, you know, I I just think that I just think I'd rather keep my next year's one. So, or sorry, if it were it, a little lower. Go ahead. As far and I agree. As far as this uh, scenario right here. I'm of the mind that we've waited long enough. Let's just go ahead and make these two picks. But if okay. we wanted, if we wanted to see, I would counter and just take out the future fifth and see if they'll just give us those two, okay, uh, without giving up the future pick. All right, so we will come back and offer this to them, but we're going to reject it for now so we can see the board. Otherwise, we can't see the board to see who's here. Yeah. So we'll come back. All right. So let's look offensively. Um. You know, Brevin Jordan did not test well. Nico Collins and Diami Brown are obviously fun wide receiver targets. Um, you know, Steve, I know you love mm. Smith Marset. Tommy Steve. Trimble is a fun young tight end prospect. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame like him a lot. Uh, that I mean, you know, there's probably going to be more names. That, I mean, Anthony Schwartz is another name people love because of his speed. It's not a deep wide uh, offensive group left. It's really not. Right. Uh, as far as as far as top 100 talents is what you probably would expect. Uh, let's look at defense here. Dylan Moses at the top. We like Cam McGrone, linebacker prospect. We do we like do. Peyton Turner. I would take Vers- Peyton Turner. Some, some versatility there. Joe Tryon's still there. Another guy that has t- tested well and he's got good traits. Ardarius. Ardarius he's still is there. there. Andre Cisco is still there. Fun prospect. I personally think I could be fine with several of these guys, and if we mm. moved to 96 and we had a pick and two picks and 96 and 120, I'd be okay with it. But I also understand wanting to take somebody right away uh, because there's some mm. really good defensive. I mean, Bobby Brown's a fun D-tackle prospect, tested well out of A&M. I, the list goes on here. Osa's well, available. I think if we – because you said at the top we signed Clowney to a one-year deal – if that turns out to be the case, I would be very, very tempted to take one of the two top edge guys here uh, because we know they're going to be around longer than one year. Mm-hmm. Well, do you? I guess my question is: yep. if we if we pass here, uh, are the Patriots going to come up and take Turner or Tryon here in our scenario? And if they do, um, you know, if they do end up taking him, I'm trying to remove this comment. If they if they do end up taking one of those are we? What's the difference in your guys' mind between Peyton Turner and Joe Tryon? Like, is one of those guys? Would you be happy with either one of them? If we got them, one of them at ninety-one, and then pick ninety-six, we could get a wide receiver. We're interested, something like that. What do you think? I would say the the thing of the about Peyton Turner that sticks out to me is probably the thing that sticks out for a lot of people, and that's just like how hard he plays the game, and and the way that you can't really teach that. Um, I like his tools as well. I think he would be a great developmental guy behind Clowney and, and Miles Garrett. You put a guy like that in that situation, I, I think his best days are ahead of him. Um, I, I would love to – if we're going to grab one of the two guys, I would say I would lean towards Peyton Turner in this situation. I think he has a higher upside essentially. I like them both. Um, but, yeah, if you ask, if you force me to go one or the other, I would probably – just long term, I would put Peyton Turner probably 60-40. Not a, not a ton ahead, but yeah. Okay, I like it. I need your guys' final answer. Do you want to trade to get picked? Do we go back to – we would be 91, 96, 110, 120. Or do we want to stay 89, 91, 110? So I need everyone's opinion on that. Mike? I'm going to stay. Okay. Steve? 
I would stick. Okay, let's do it. So we are now deciding, do we like Peyton Turner? Do we like one of the wide receivers here, Nico or Diami? Are we, are we good on Turner? Do you guys like him? Turner's my guy here. Yeah, I agree. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna stay pat, we're gonna take the best edge available, and that's that's the guy and, for me. And Turner's got an inside body too. And I just broke down Clowney film, and when they put him at defensive tackle or let him do his stand up a gap stuff, that dude's that dude can play inside. I know he maybe doesn't want to, but that dude can play inside. So they got flexibility there. So and I like Turner as that type too. So we're good. Let's take it. So Davis Mills. So that's actually not a bad pick by the Vikings. All right, so we got another offer with an abundance. This is the the Rams don't care about the draft. Apparently <laughs> not. Holy mackerel! I don't know. So they're offering how we pick one hundred three, two hundred nine, two fifty two, and two picks next year. Yeah, that's an amazing yeah. offer. We're only uh, moving to well, one hundred three. And we still have one ten and one thirty two. Correct. We didn't. Yeah, we haven't. We didn't move up. off. We didn't move off any of those. I, Let me see. Let me see the next offer. They want to give us 96 and no, okay. We're not going to entertain that. Especially they also want us to throw in our fifth next year. Yeah, okay. That's a I don't know, man. first offer, but I, I don't know how we turn it down. <laughs> Especially yeah. when they throw in two picks next year. Exactly. All right, we're just going to take it. We're taking it. We're taking it. We're taking it. Let's, let's do it. it. All right. I'm in. Wow, for a line. Really? There's Tryon. I'm hoping that we can still get a wide receiver we want at 103. We will. I think we. I think we will. Yep. All right. Oh, so screw no, you, Ravens. Nope. Don't even look at it. Hmm. 105 and no, because we're giving up 211 <clears> this year. I'm just going to reject that. Are you good on rejecting both of those? Yep. Okay, so we're going to reject that, and we're going to reject that. Okay, so now it comes down to, in my opinion, mm -hmm. there are three players over here are interesting. Even four, if you throw in Paulson, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, Paulson's an interesting corner. We, we, we cannot add enough corners. Andre, coming off ACL, but, but when you're talking about a center fielder safety that they kind of still need, is a really interesting player. Rochelle's a freak of nature. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know. Cam McGrone, if they want to go linebacker, and I, I think Ardarius is an interesting profile probably a little bit more Swiss army knife than a pegged position player on the offensive side. I really love Diami. Like if I had to vote, I'd probably vote Diami here. That's just me though. There there's, I mean, we're up again at one ten. So my, can we my see vote. Who's in that yeah. Wide I can receiver look wide receiver. Yeah. Schwartz Here's another question for you, for you guys. Do you guys see us taking one wide receiver or two wide receivers? I mean, is is two wide receivers a topic or something that you have an appetite for in this draft? Just curious. Um, for me, I think if they're going to do one on day two, like, you know, a lot of people think they might, um, then once you get, you know, to about the middle of day three in the end, then it becomes sort of a crapshoot. So if some guy falls to them, maybe you snag another one, but I don't think they go out targeting picking two, if that makes sense. Like if you get to pick yep. 169 or pick 211 and, uh, you know, I don't know who's who's a guy of uh, uh, the the kid from Illinois, uh, Emeter uh, Baby or Simi Fajardo, yeah. who are who are both outside the age guard rails. But that might not matter at that point in the draft. Somebody like that falls, maybe you snag them. But I don't think you target picking two, at least not as it stands now. They make some trade or something, then that changes things. But yeah, Roger that. I 
Jake, I would agree with you then. I mean, I've I've been a fan of Diami for for a while. I think he gives us that that deep threat. I know he didn't test like in the four threes like everyone else seemingly did. Uh, but I think the only other people or only other people on this list that I'm looking at that I would be interested in that would fit that gap for us and, and help this offense expand to his true potential, that is getting a, a deep threat in there would be uh Jalen Darden and Anthony Schwartz. I think the question with Schwartz is how raw is he as a receiver running routes? Um, I think Diami is 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 pretty um, nuanced in that regard, and I think he's shown a great ability again to get separation deep. So, if if you guys want to lean that way, I'm I'm 100 on board. Yeah, I I just personally think that Diami's the 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 I think there's a tier after him here, um, but again, if they're looking for a niche guy, I could also see them. I mean, we ultimately think they're just going to move on from several of these guys. They also just might love a couple and want to bring them back. They might want to bring back Higgins, and they might want to bring back – I mean, Odell might be another – I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, but I think Diami's the best talent there. I I, I love his tape, and, and, I, and I think he tested well enough uh, that I would feel really good about coming out of it with him. But I, I can be I can be vetoed, so – um, my votes, Diami, but I, I'll I, you guys vote as well. I'm, there's no, I don't think there's a wrong here because I think there's some good talent on the board. But we're up again in seven picks, right? Yeah, I mean, like we're we so, got four picks kind of in a flurry here. So, yeah. so if you think he's the last wide receiver of the day two tier, and we already sort of we didn't really discuss it in depth, but we said that there's three, four, maybe five guys on the defensive side that we'd be okay with. Mm -hmm. Odds are pretty good. At least one or two of those guys is still going to yep. be around at 110. And if Diami's the last one that you think, if that's a situation you're in, I would say you go wide receiver here and then, you know, see which of your defensive guys falls to 110. That, that would be what I would think. Yeah, based on um, the data collection, Pro Football Focus kind of a give a good outline of a Sterling Shepard comparison with a second round grade. So I think we'd be doing uh, pretty good here. I think I think he's going to be. He's cracked some people's top fifty. I think he's he's pretty good, man. I think it's a good value pick at, at, at one hundred three. So uh, let's are we okay with it? Yeah. Right. Yep. <clears throat> we are gonna have oh the Falcons took who I wanted. What is with all these picks? Yes. I mean we. I I don't know. I don't know. This isn't realistic. I, maybe it is. It not. is. I, I don't think it is either because the Texans are totally rebuilding. I don't think they're going right. to give up. So we we got to say, and it, if these and guys called, so many running throne, backs. I know, I know, man. <laughs> if these guys called and said, "Hey, we'll offer you these picks," we would say yes. But for the sake of realism here, I don't think we can right. take a second one here. Well, we already so, took one crazy one, so yeah. And this is even crazier. This is mm -hmm. ludicrous. I, I'm just going to pass on that. So let's look at what's here. The guy I wanted is gone and it breaks my heart. Mm. But, um, you know, I still like Paulson. I still like Ardarius. Um, Cam McGrone is, is a player. Um, tested well in his film. He he moves, man. Uh, can, uh, yeah, let's can we um, Can we filter by just position maybe? Maybe take a look at cornerback. And then I, I would want to come around to defensive tackle. Yeah, After absolutely. That. Here's those your looking corner. Those two top guys would be my choices right now because uh, I think they're going to double dip uh, at corner. Yeah, because mm -hmm. yeah, remember, we didn't sign a corner ahead of this, right. uh, another corner. Right. Um, so there's your corner group, your safety group. Oh, wait Sean a minute. Waits. Go ahead. And... 
Go to there's... D tackle. Yeah. Because I think they're low, still low on a guy. There he and is. They're low on Marvin. They're low on Milton Twyman. Williams. Milton Williams. Yeah. Yep. Milton Williams, way low, I think. Way low. I agree. Uh, he, he he could, like you said, we texted me earlier, Steve. He could be a seventy-five to one hundred guy, and him being there at pick one ten is not ludicrous. So I think that that would right. be a good pick. I think it would right. be a good pick here. Now, it, it, this is we say this every time. This is where you can kind of cheat on these simulators because he's at one ninety-two, so you know he's going to be there at one thirty-two. Yeah. But and I don't want to do that. But I think in your right. realistic scenario, I think if he's the best player here based on what we like and know, I'm more than fine with taking him. I am more than fine with it. I think they need a D tackle. They got some guys with versatility, but they need pieces that are the future of that room. I, I'm I'm completely with you. So I would be fine with Milton here. Um, I don't know. You guys tell me what else. Any any other opinions on it? I mean, there are some other positions I can check out more of. Linebacker Garrett Wallow. I know you love us a ton. So when when is our next pick after one ten? One thirty. We go pick one thirty two. Okay. And then we got an okay. extra fifth, I believe, from the Rams one sixty nine. Yeah, that's our so normal here's, pick. Or is that a normal? Here's what I, a normal pick? We got so a bunch post two hundred. Yeah. Pick pick two oh nine, and then right, a bunch of next year's draft too. Okay. Yeah, we got pick two fifty two, and we gave up two fifty seven in that earlier right. trade. So. My thoughts would be one of the two corners or Milton Williams. I would like to um, add upon that, Stephen, and say let's maybe let's go for – so the, the thing that I really like about a, a Debo is when you look at his his relative athletic ratings, he's like in the, the, the top for the whole class. So he's got that explosion. He's got that speed. If you want to add speed on defense and double dip in the corner market, I think he could be a guy that gives us some of that flexibility. So I might say, let's take a Debo here and then we can play the board and, and the simulation and we can come back and try to grab Milton Williams later on at 130. But if you guys think that's unrealistic, then maybe we, we try to go Milton here and then go back for a cornerback later. It, it's, it's, um, the thing that is a little – the biggest thing that's unfair here is that you obviously – you know a draft board, and it's not a universal draft board across the NFL, right. as everybody knows. Um, sure. In this sure. scenario, the question is – I want to ask you guys this way. I like Adebo. I think he tested extremely well, as we all saw, when you add up all the, the, the RAS numbers there. Uh, do you like him more than you like Milton Williams? That's the question. Do you, do you like that player? Is he higher on your board? Is he higher as a player? Because they're both need positions. I mean, I think both positions have guys that are going to play off the jump in front of them, but they're both need positions. So it's a question of which player do you like more? Mm. And I think we frame it that way. Less frame. I get what you guys are saying, playing the, the board. I get it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Probably can get them both. But in the situation it is, which player do you like more? Yeah, I, I would lean uh, Milton Williams just because uh, the great tape for Paulson Adebo is two years old now. Uh, he wasn't awful in 2019, but he definitely wasn't as good as he was in 18. Uh, and then everybody wanted to see if he could recapture that. And then, of course, he opted out. So we didn't get a chance to see that. So, I mean, his testing, it was great. Obviously, he's been working. You know, he hasn't been sitting on a couch on his ass like I do. Um, he came out and, and and balled out at his pro day, and that's great. But I, right. I think I think Williams is ascending a little bit more, I think. that That's just the way I – 
I see it right there. And just a quick little side thing. I think of all years to say what's realistic and what's not, this is the hardest one because we there's so much variance because there's just so little information out there. I expect to see a lot of guys go 50, 60, 70 slots higher, <clears throat> higher or lower than we out here in, the, in you know, uh, draft Twitter have the, been projecting them for months. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I just because we think Milton Williams is a top hundred guy, the league might not. I mean, he, he might be perfectly placed right there at one ninety, whatever that is. You know, so I, I, I don't know. But yeah, if you if you want to make it a binary choice with what we have already added and the fact that we added what we think is one of the best, if not the best, corner in the draft already, and gave up two picks to do it, I would go get some youth and some athleticism and some explosion into that interior defensive line. I'm with it, Mike. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of of interior pressure. I talk about it all the time on the podcast. I tweet about it all the time. Um, I know we have the debate coverage versus pressure all the time, um, at least a discussion about it. And I, I agree with you, Stephen. I think Milton is ascending. I've, I've been watching some of his tape, the All-22. He, he does have some extremely good flashes. Uh, I, I would be into it here. The only other player I think that I would still maybe truly fight over is if Washington is still on the board. But if he's not, um, I'm, I'm cool taking Williams right now. I would also say just for the sake of the discussion, Bobby Brown tested like a maniac and has some uh, some fans out there. So if you're going to go interior defensive line, he would be another camp. Personally, I would still take Williams, but Bobby mm-hmm. Brown is no slouch at this at this value, especially he's, he's got some freakish uh, uh, flashes on film. Well, then give me your final vote. My Mike go first final vote. All right. Um, can you just click on safety one more time real quick? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to, I'll let you guys decide this. I'm going to be on my Island literally and figuratively with our Darius Washington here. <laughs> That's I'm gonna not vote how we Mil- just supposed- Go I'm ahead. gonna vote Milton Williams. I think they're gonna love Milton Williams' profile. I'm, I think I'm gonna go there too. I just I just think that it all kind of points in that direction. So we're gonna take him. Um, I might I might look at that. The next two picks are the guys we're interested in. Of course, uh, we're getting a lot of flack about a second wide receiver. Look, if we get to the end of this thing and we like a guy in seven round seven, maybe. <laughs> But I just don't know. Can you stash that guy? That's the question. They're, they 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 have Odell, Jarvis, Richard. Uh, they have Kaderil. They have Donovan People Jones, and then and then you're adding a sixth guy in Diami Brown, and then it's like you can't keep a seventh. Uh, so mm-hmm. you're then fighting for the sixth spot, and it's like it's a it's a log jam. It's a real log jam. Uh, I, I, I will say that the situation we talked about when we had the two wide receiver discussion. Has, is probably going to rear its head because we picked up, you know, that ridiculous pile of post two hundred yeah. picks from the Rams. We're going to have, I think, we have four picks between two hundred and the end of the draft. That's the perfect spot to grab that second wide receiver, like I was talking about. If somebody freakish falls into your lap, listen, I'm taking. This is an unbelievable trade offer. I don't understand it, but I, I we got to take it. We're not. Yeah. It's no pick change. We're moving up. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and hammer the accept button here. We only lose four picks, and we're we're up. So I'm. I I, I can't. We can't. We can't keep adding. I got to stop. I'm addicted yeah, to it. Yeah. 
Anyway. <laughs> All right. So here we are. We're now in a situation where I like Drake Jackson. Um, I mean, Victor Dumakeji's there. You know, Garrett Wallow's there. Some people, I mean, I think James Wiggins got good tape, but he's a little out of the age criteria number that right. we talk about. But, but may, I mean, Ellerson Smith is still there. Shaka Tony's still there. Marvin Wilson. Where do they? Hmm. St. Juice is still there, too. It was a Saint great Juice frame. Still there. Golston is still there, but he's a little older. Janarius Robinson is still there. Mm. Tariq. Steve. Steve. Tariq Thompson is he's yeah. very intriguing. He's really very versatile. I was really mad when he didn't uh, didn't make the trip out here for the hula bowl. I was looking forward to seeing him out here. Mm. Jamar Coons Johnson's is interesting. Um, Did Jamar I Johnson him, test? I I'm not sure, but I see um, Dane and and a couple other people. I know the TDM board now has him in the top 80, which I, I is amazing to me. Um, I I really liked him as a day three safety ad. Uh, I don't know if in for the Browns anyway, specifically, I don't know if I like him in the top 100. Obviously he's not top 100 on this board, but uh, that seems to be where he's trending. But yeah, he's got some really interesting tape too. 44 targets in his career. Um, 406 coverage snaps, zero touchdowns allowed, seven interceptions. Just so you know, he's a player. Wow. He is a player. I, there's a lot of interesting names here. So you've seen them. Um, Okay, click on the helmet. Show us. Show me who we picked. Go click on yeah. the Browns helmet. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would lean if there's somebody at value. I would lean towards something in the defensive backfield here, either another corner or a safety. Um, I don't know if there's anybody at that value. Every Thomas, interesting. DJ Daniel. St. Just. Uh, what do we think about Trey Brown? I am lukewarm. He's got a lot lukewarm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what about Kerry Vincent coming in as the replacement potential slot cornerback? He tested today, right? He yeah. did. How did he test? I can I look at really what well. you guys talk about. Yeah, I think he tested well. Another guy that's opted out, blazing fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could be talked into a lot of stuff here. I could be talked into, uh, you know, a, a developmental uh, center uh, guard guy at this range too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys they don't give, have me, to, give me who you're into. You they don't have. Who? They don't have to do anything on the offensive line if they don't want to. Yeah. But you know, uh, you know, the the contracts and age of a couple of those guys. And We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The middle of that line have been discussed, so popping somebody in uh, to start learning now for a year or two from now might not be a bad idea. So Kerry Vincent uh, ended up with a 4.8. I mean, he, t- he ran really well. Those are elite marks, but the 5.9 and a half right. mm-hmm. is, is low. He's the 185 small. is low. He only had eight bench reps, and He's his small. vertical was okay, and the broad was a nine foot, nine inches. So, um, it, you know, there's some of these things you take in. I'd, I'd love a, sh- a shuttle and three cone, but we didn't get those. I would imagine he'd do fine there, but um, I might uh, I might be tempted to lean towards uh, Tariq Thompson at this one. If we're not going to Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends whose four way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I got one more position. Can you check linebacker just for fun? Sure. Yeah, he's off the board. Okay. Um, you want tough Borland? Hmm. No, no. I mean, I, tough, I could go out there and tough. test that way. Yeah, it's poor Let's guy. See. Um, Gary Wallace. Who are you? Who are you looking for there, Mike, at linebacker? I was just trying to see where he ended up going in this draft, just based on his testing today, and that was uh, J- Jamin um, or Jamin. Man, he 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 might be a first rounder after today. Like the yeah, craziness looks- that that was. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. I don't know. I'll, I'll go look. Right. It looks like he went 72 to Detroit. I think he's going to be a round two guy, maybe. Yeah. I think it's like round two. Um, okay, let's let's give give me your uh, give me your pick, guys. Steve, go ahead, man. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to lean Tariq Thompson just because he's got the versatility uh, between safety and nickel. Okay. So even though he's listed as a safety, in theory, he's you're also adding to the corner room. Fourth round grade from Pro Football Focus for him. Um, he had 87 free safety snaps, 93 box snaps, and a slot corner. He was 322 snaps there this year. Yeah. So, kind of in the Ronnie uh, John Johnson mold, another versatile mm-hmm. type there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to yeah. answer your uh, comment there, Cody, uh, I could get eight reps if it was just the bar. <laughs> nice. You want to um, hear something fun? Do you want to nah. hear something fun? Uh, Jamar Johnson, do you know who his NFL player comparison is? Who's that? John Johnson the third. He's a mm. he is a he is a first or second round projection for pro football focus. 236 free safety snaps, 124 box snaps, and 93 slot corner snaps. So he fills a free safety role that they need. A guy who plays single high. I might lean John Jamar Johnson in. Yeah, you can talk me into it. 
I think I'm yeah, going to lean Jamar Johnson. If I'm I just wish he'd run, that's the, sure. that's the only thing is I wish he's he's tested, but we don't know yet. If he tests decently, then yeah, hell yeah, man. That guy's got tape, man. The numbers mm-hmm. back him up too. Got a little bit of a tackling thing, but the coverage number is is what you want for a guy playing that type of role, in my opinion. Right. And and uh, hmm. yeah, I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold on anybody. So Jake, I'm going to go with you here. Let's let's go get him. I haven't watched his tape, but I again, it sounds like people who know are talking about him in in a good way, and the numbers back it up. So let's go get him. And it's too it's too a position where you can develop this guy. I mean, it's not you're not throwing him onto the field. You know, right? You're 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 letting him learn behind some pretty savvy safeties. So, um, and, and, you know, I guess the John Johnson's kind of the leadership role there for him, but you, you know, with Grant looking like Grant was looking today, did you guys catch a clip of him running transitioning? Oh man, that was beautiful. Really good to see. So, um, well, the other thing about the safety room too, that a lot of it's getting glossed over a lot is that Ronnie Harrison is in a contract here. So if they grab somebody at safety in this draft that they like, it gives them the freedom, and you hate to say it this way, but it gives them the freedom to let Ronnie walk if he goes out and has a great year and demands a contract that they don't want to give since they already have a big contract going in that safety position group. So, yeah, uh, it's you could easily talk me into good. This is a good range, I think, to grab a guy at safety. Uh, especially if you think there's somebody at value like that. And obviously he's not on this particular board, but it seems like everywhere else uh, they have moved him way, way up. So this would be good value for Jamar Johnson. It's a lot of positives for very few negatives on that right. <laughs> All right. I think we take Jamar here. Do we, are we okay with that? I'm good. Let's do it. All right. We took him. We have uh, another pick coming up early round five. I thought it's it just going to keep jumping. We'll let it yeah, run. 169. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Jason Edler. Austin Watkins. Nice. Oh, that is funny. Mike, I don't think I've ever heard anybody. Like I could hear the disappointment through the computer screen from you when I told you that Austin Watkins was outside the age guardrail. I could I could physically hear it in my head. I, I you were like yes. the George Michael uh, from uh, Arrested Development <laughs> walk. That's what you sounded like. <laughs> yes, that's yes. funny. <clears throat> yeah, I, I love I love the way he plays. Um, I think he looked really. I think he stood out in the Senior Bowl. And when you said that, I was just I was so that mad. was that was funny. That was funny, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron threw up something only I think I would know. That was pretty good. Um, all right, let's look at who's available. I did not expect to read that name tonight. Uh, who's huh. available here? Josh Palmer's interesting. I don't know if they go, but again, you know, we've already got our guy. So, see, this is what people are talking about when people, when uh, the discussion the last few weeks has been: Are they going to make all nine picks? Well, we, I think we have more than nine now. I think because the Rams went nuts. And right. we're, ju- we're just running out of roster spots at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just not, not, you know, snaps. I'm talking like actual spots on the 53. So if in this spot from here to the end of the draft, regardless of how many picks they've made ahead of time, there's a good chance um, Andrew Barry might be trying to move this stuff into next year. You know, hey, give it, you know, somebody calls up and says, hey, we want 169. All right, give us your fifth next year, you know, and that's it. Just like 
out of this year. They might do something like that with several of these picks to try and get this war chest again for next year. So, but that's not fun for what we're doing here tonight. You know, part of the purpose tonight is to take a look at guys at various ranges all the way through day three. So as a reminder of who we have selected so far, we can move any of these picks to in the next year. I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I would, I, there are certain spots I'm interested in. I'd like to see him add another uh, offensive line prospect at some point. I wouldn't hurt. I wouldn't hurt data tight end in my opinion. Cause that's Trey McKitty's a little, still there. Yeah. Um, Trey McKitty's fun. And there's another, there's other guys we like too. Um, Quentin Morris. But I, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to. I'm open to whatever. Go to the all. Let's just see who's there. Listen, if a wide receiver has the literal noise that um, Chris Berman makes when someone misses, I, I think it's <laughs> uh, it's pretty good, right? Whoop. <laughs> I like I like St. Juice a lot, man. I, for for yeah. that right, this range, uh, I think he's an interesting an interesting selection. We want another corner, ideally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think he's got a lot of traits that I like. And yeah, well, I like him too because he's got those physical traits that you can't teach. He's super long, right? And right. Mm-hmm. it shows it shows up on tape. Um, his name stood out to me immediately. Another guy who I think in all reality is probably going to go in this round is, is my, my dude from Texas tech and that's Zeke McPherson. Mm. Um, I think he's super versatile. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can play safety. Um, mm-hmm. He's great. He's great against the run. He's, he can play press. Uh, he's got really smooth hips so he can turn and run his pro day. I think is coming up uh, the first week of April. So it's super late. Well, is that, I think it's next week, actually. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So the first the first full week in April. So um, we won't know where, where he tested until then. But I, I really like him as a potential fit in, in our defense, anyways. Um, at this selection, but um, he doesn't have the the length that Saint Juice has. And the thing with Saint Juice that worries me a little bit is his production. Both you know his ball production just really wasn't there. Uh, 22 years old, um, six, three, two Oh five as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 72.4 number last year. You know, these are take it or leave it comparing to Justin Lane, who a lot of people really liked, um, just a year, year or two ago there. And then third round draft grade from pro football focus, just data purposes for you yep. guys there. I'm good with it. Can never have too many corners. Yeah. As right. we as we saw evidence this past year, and we're um, up against six to, picks. So trying to see if he is a RAS score. I don't know if Minnesota's tested, right? Or are they not tested? Yeah, they did. Remember when? At least I think they did. That's when when Bateman ran the four three, and everyone was flipping out about the speed. Yeah, I thought they did. That was at his pro day. Well. I might not be able to find this as quickly as I'd like. Oh, I found it as quickly as I'd like. No, I didn't. That's a different person. <laughs> I think Minnesota's next week, actually, aren't they? I, I thought that they hadn't I thought that they hadn't gone yet, but I could I could totally be wrong. I, I don't I don't know. Sam's right. Yeah. That was at uh, uh, the training um, pro day, the ex- oh, exos. Got it. 
Yeah. Uh, I think they're the sixth or something. I, I don't know. Something I don't think they've tested yet. Okay. Well, I like I like St. Juice here. I think he's got a lot of traits. I think the body type is another opposite corner is interesting too, and it's a good value at 169. So okay. we'll take him. We'll see what's up at 175. Again, I would not be surprised if they traded either of those picks, guys. Mm. All right. Here's the all. Let's circle back to edge maybe, I think. What do you guys think or no? I was just going to say not necessarily because it's, you know, he's an edge because I think he's – honestly, I think he's too small for it. But Shaka Tony's athletic profile at this point in the draft, I mean, get that guy in your building and try to figure out how to use him, you know? I mean, he's – what he, he ran right with um, Parsons and um, Parsons, um, the other guy, uh, Owe. I mean, he he was like just a tiny little bit behind him, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not a huge fan personally, um, but at this point in the draft, somebody that athletic, get him in there, put him on special teams, and see if you can find a, a way to use him. I guess you know, Janarius Robinson, also you know, a great developmental guy, but. Again, we're running out of spots in the defensive line position room at this point. Kunsi's good. Yeah, he's a he's a fourth round grade guy. Uh, predict kind of comparing him to Mario Addison. Kunsi. Um, let me check Shaka to see what they think of him. Yeah, I'm a big fan of of Malcolm Kunsi. Uh, he just, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was t- timed as one of the fastest edges to the quarterback mm-hmm. in all of college football last year. Mm-hmm. His, his production's off the charts. I think he's got some great bend. I think he's got some good flexibility in his ankles. He's got some good hand moves, and he showed the ability to convert speed to power, I thought, on a consistent basis. And he showed a, a spin move in a couple of the games that I watched. So um, I would be – if we're, if we're going to go edge here, I would I would pound the table for, for Kunsi or for Janarius Robinson. But um, either of those guys stand out to me. Yeah, I, uh, I think Kunsi's – you, would, you, wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to pound too hard to get me to come over on Kunsi. Uh And Robinson, it's just his athletic – he's big. I mean, he's really big and he's really fast and strong. So, big ball of clay. But, yeah, I, I could go with either of those guys. Has Kunsi tested yet? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Okay. Do, we, do we know his age by chance either? I, I don't know that off the top of my head. He's a – He's a four-year player, so I mean, he might be approaching that threshold. I thought um, I had it somewhere. Shoot, where did I have it? No, I don't have it handy. I don't. Ha- I don't have it either. It's all good. It's all good. Um. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I- I'm fine with it. I mean, you know, you do these things, you get into late rounds. Everybody gets a say, and if you pound the table for a guy, then we'll take mm-hmm. it. So I will, I will throw the caveat. I know time is against us here, but I, I did find that it looks like he – I want to make sure. No. I, I, I don't know his age for sure. Sorry. What are you leaning toward? What's, what's your indicator there? I'm, I'm just trying to search the, the interwebs, and I don't know if I trust the source or if it's even the right Malcolm Kunsi guy, so – um, I think I know what you're looking at. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Let's go with them. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say let's go with with Malcolm Quincy. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're taking him. 
sit tight because we're up again relatively soon. And frequently. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not as frequently as I thought. What's our what's our board look like? Like our board? Our yeah. Oh yeah, I can do that. Uh, maybe I'd have to probably have to pause wait it. Until, yeah. I'm sorry, I'll pause it real quick. So Taking two corners, we've taken two edge guys, a defensive tackle, um, so and a safety. So we've kind of hit. I think these last two picks are um, wild card, man. Do anything are, are are absolutely wild card based on who is there. We're up soon. Yeah, and post two post pick two hundred is where a wide receiver or a corner that's freakishly athletic, but maybe yep. super raw or a small school guy or the tape doesn't match the testing, that kind of stuff, you know, the spark warriors, they used to be called. Um, mm -hmm. They become viable options at this point. Jeez, Kerry Vincent's still there with that speed mm -hmm. after pick 200. I think that's hard not to Quentin Morris is interesting. Yeah. Quentin Morris definitely caught my eye. Um, Rumpf is fun. What about a, what about running back? Yeah, we can look. There he is. I can't Jared Dokes tested it. well today. I can't pronounce it because I just uh, picked up on him right there, the Iowa State, uh, uh, Kene Nwangu, and I apologize to mm. the young man. If he hears this, that's probably not even close. Tested like a wild man at Iowa State the other day, and I've only been able to find a little bit of stuff on him, but what I've seen is pretty explosive, and he's a ridiculous kick returner too. Um, very interesting. Very interesting dude. And I, and I think that's the wrinkle, Stephen, with these next picks that I think will, will really help. Clearly, these guys make the roster. Is can they contribute on special teams? So I think if we know – players have that that versatility i think these picks that that's where they're going to set themselves apart really and i think in our mm -hmm. in our in our backfield we already have our, our first two guys clearly locked in um and then uh, to ernst johnson i think is number three right now so you know he certainly can be in, in a war for special teams and for for the number three running back position in, in my opinion so i i expect the browns to, to bring a, a late round running back in to be quite honest they That's, could. This, and this testing at four three one at two hundred and ten pounds is ridiculous. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. What about and his... it shows up on film too. Um, but I think you're absolutely right, Mike. Uh, one of the guardrails uh, that nobody talks about uh, is uh, churn the bottom of the roster, and you know that's where these late round picks and special teams guys come in. They're not going to pay. You know, big money. They don't pay for depth, and they're definitely not going to pay for the bottom of the roster and special teams guys. So that's where picks like this, if they don't move them into next year, would come in very handy. If you don't play special teams post pick two hundred, it, it probably drops quite a bit on their board. Yep. That okay. that dude from Louis Louisiana Tech wouldn't be around still, would he? That, that that's the other guy that tested off off the charts just the other day. Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana. Yeah, he's yeah yeah. He's, I like he's, him quite yeah, a bit. Gone. He's gone. Okay. And something I'm just going to throw in there that I've thought about recently that may or may not have merit come the, the season, but all the practice squad players from 2020 never had a single snap on tape to show other teams. So I think the preseason is going to be a really interesting place for that churn the roster concept for mm -hmm. Cleveland anyways, the bottom half of the roster, because you're going to finally see some of those players who have developed for a year behind the scenes and never really seen a snap. 
Um, so I think that's going to be an interesting time to watch how we do that and carry that out. But back to draft talk, I'm cool taking um, uh, K- K- Kenny. We'll call him Kenny uh, from uh, Iowa State. Yeah, I watched a couple clips. That man is moving. Um, mm-hmm. He runs a little I, more I'm, upright than you would like, yeah. but his vision looks really good from the little bit that I've seen. He's got the the cutback <laughs> ability that we know is a v- big advantage in Kevin's scheme. Well, I'll say too, you know what 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 Dearness Johnson currently does is is return kicks effectively at the end of the year, and there's a mm-hmm. battle to be had there. And yeah, um, you know Dearness is fine. He's a he's a, he's a fine player, but he's a bottom of the roster guy with the two guys in front of him. So. Um, not a bad idea to draft a guy here and develop him and, and, and give him a chance to fight for a roster spot, essentially. So I'm I'm good with it. We'll take you. Oh, God. Hey, we're up again. So mm-hmm. I think this is our last pick. So make it, it make it your make it your best. Let's see who's all available. Oh, right. Gary yeah, Vincent's still there. I would be fine with Gary Vincent. Um, him or Quentin Morris jump off the tape at, or jump off the list at me immediately. But I mean, there's more. There's more people if you keep going down. I know yeah, your guy uh, uh, Zeke McPherson is way low on their board here. Um, he's in the 400s for some reason. I just think they haven't got around to looking at him yet. I think yeah. that's why. I oh, yeah. there's also our boy uh, Kyrus Tonga. Oh yeah, he's a beastly person. But I would say I'm hard pressed to believe that we're going to double dip at defensive tackle. Um, I would say here, truly, just because it's the only player. Well, not the only player, but the player I've scouted in the most uh, complete fashion, I would be pounding the table for for my guy Zeke, just because again, I, I think uh, not enough people have watched him. He was one of the best uh, graded corners by PFF standards last year, both in coverage and overall defense. Uh, I think he had four. It's Z A or Z E A C or Z E C. I think it's just Zek. I think it's just Z E C K. If he pronounce, but he pronounces it Zeke. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he I think he had four interceptions to go along with uh, a handful or two, or about two handfuls of, of pass breakups. And I just really like what I saw from him, both at the the Hula Bowl uh, in practice and on the field. And then when I went in and did uh, over 600 snaps of his tape from 2020, I just I, I would pound the table for him. I think he's versatile. I think he can play in zone or man, and I think he can do what uh, at least I've been told. Uh, Woods wants to do, and that's to kind of play flat-footed uh, with some of his defensive backs at times. I think he can do that very well. Steve, what do you got? I'm good. I, I, I'm good with uh, Kerry. I'm good with uh, Shamarjean Charles is interesting, too. I think he's underrated, but I think he's outside the age guard reels. Uh, Tamori and Terry has a lot of fans. Uh, I think he's outside the age guard reels. Uh, Quentin Morris has been my guy for a long time. I think you're right, Mike. I don't think they double dip. Tonga would be tremendous value at this point, I think. Um, and I, I'd be okay with McPherson, too. And there's probably other guys in there. I mean, we're at pick 211 here. You can go literally any right. direction you want. I mean, you could. there are people that are saying they should draft a quarterback at, at this spot just to have a younger guy uh, in, in the room. And uh, I personally am not a huge fan of that, but it's pick 211, so you could talk me into it. So. But there's guys I like. I really like Quentin Morris's long-term projection uh, at tight end. But, yeah, I also am well-known for saying you can never, ever have too many cornerbacks. So, All right. Well, we kind of let Kunsi be Mike's pick. So, Steve, this is your pick to make, whoever you want. 
Okay. Uh, then I'm going to piss Mike off. Uh, let's take uh, Quentin Morris. Since, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing with the tight end room, and, and I'm going to say it. I've said it a million times. I don't want David Njoku moved. I, I want him here long term. I like him. I like his projection. I like the way he's going. But it's a legitimate question as to whether or not he will be here after this year or this year. And Austin Hooper's contract is up in, I think, two years. So the long term uh, members of the tight end room, it's a legitimate discussion. We don't know which direction they're going to go. And in a system like the one Kevin runs, always having a young guy at tight end in the pipeline learning so that he's not you're not throwing him in there early, which is terrible for tight ends. Uh, it's always something that should at least be in the discussion. Even if you don't end up going that way, it's something I think should always be on the table. Well, a six-round grade on your boy McPherson, by the way, Mike. Um, and if he in this situation didn't get drafted, I would hope the Browns would offer him some cash to mm-hmm. to, to guarantee dollars to come in. Um Okay, let's let's uh, let me enlarge this here so we can look at the whole thing. Um, so we go with J.C. Horn to start. We moved up. It's a rarity in these drafts. We traded up in case you're just joining us uh, to go up and get J.C. Horn. We gave up pick 59 to do so. Got to pick 89. Our next pick, Peyton Turner. Nice little interior flexibility player. Can play outside, inside, whatever. Got a good frame. Uh, we moved back from 91 to collect picks uh, 103 and a couple others because the Rams were silly. Um, so we took advantage of that opportunity, moved down to 103 and got Diami, uh, our wide receiver of choice, got Milton Williams at pick 110 after a thorough discussion about Milton or I think Paulson, right? Adebo was right. our other consideration. Jamar Johnson, value safety at pick 136, a guy who's shooting up draft boards. We like him, still waiting on his testing. We'll see. Uh, we took another corner, St. Juice, who we like, another guy we got to see his testing, but the frame some of the things we enjoyed about him. Um, Kunsi is a nice uh, ticket lottery ticket guy who, who was a big believer in Mike and, and, and kind of sold us on that fact. We took a running back who we think can fly and be a kick returner. And um, Nuwanwu, I'm going to try Nuwanwu. So, soft G there, Nuwanwu. <laughs> Trying it. It's probably Maybe. Smith or something. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. It's probably Nuwangwu. It's like the hardest G ever. Um <laughs> Anyway, so he's got, you know, kick returner skills at Iowa State. He can fly 4-3-1, testing speed, and then um, uh, multiple other things. The three-cone short shuttle is broad and invert were explosive. He was a 9-9 RAS score, so he's phenomenal wow. at testing. Um, Quentin Morris then as well as a late-round tight end that we like. He tested well, too. He ran really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, listen, this is, a fu- this is my favorite one I've done so far, and I've done a lot of these. Some, you know, just me taking over uh, – uh, helping Steve once and, and doing some four Saturday mocks and doing this is our third live now that we've done of these. And I I would love to come out of this draft with the first five picks there, I think are is an absolute home run. I just think mm-hmm. it's a really good first five picks and some really good lottery tickets there too. So um, guys, your thought, I mean, it, it, to, also we got two picks for next year because the Rams are feeling generous and just don't believe in the draft at all. So um, yeah. Yeah. I what think do you guys the, uh, the value on, Brown, Williams, Johnson, back to, or, uh, back to back to back is just fantastic. Right, actually, start with Turner. The four picks in a row, I think we got at values that I would be surprised if we got them at, to be quite honest. I think those are all tremendous value picks. And if they're going to move up like we did, it's because, like Jake, like you said, you think he's special. Um, yeah. I, I know we both think it's 
more likely if you're if you're forcing me to put my chips down on a, on a gambling table in Vegas, it's more likely that they stay put or move down. But if they're going to do it, it's going to be for a guy that they think can come in day one and be there for a decade. And there's a lot of people that think J.C. Horn is that guy. And I happen to agree with them. So I think for what we gave up really wasn't a ton to get a guy that you think is going to be out there uh, one of your islands for the next five, 10 years. Yeah, man. I looking at the drafts again, to your point, I think it's counter to what I think they'll do in terms of trading up. But like we mentioned at that specific pick, if they're going to do it, they're going to go do it to get a day one, you know, blue chip starter. And I think that's what we accomplished. And then we did add a, a guy who I think with a, with a year or two of development is going to be able to come on pretty strong and Peyton Turner on the edge. And in, in this scenario, adding Clowney. So, you know, we've got two edges ahead of him. So I, I really like how we set that up. And then I think we start to open up the offense with Brown. And yeah, I mean, I think this draft was, was fun. I think looking at our, our hall, I would give this a, a home run status for, for Andrew Barry. I'm with it. This is a hell of a lot of fun guys. I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. So thanks for joining me, Mike, Steve, appreciate you guys. All right. We Thank will uh, check back. Yeah. We will check back in uh, tomorrow night. Steve and I are going to come on and talk about corners. I'll probably spend some time talking about this guy. We moved up to pick 18th. So, um, yeah, we'll check back in with Corners. Hopefully you can join us. Hit us up at the OBR. Still great deals going on for value membership stuff as we still are in an important rumor time, and it will pick back up with more rumors as we approach the draft, uh, more film room content than ever, and, and it'll keep getting better and better for you guys that join our community at the OBR. So join us. We appreciate you. Do check out Nothing But The Dogs podcast where Mike does a great job with John. I know he's jumping over there to record here in just a little bit. I'm sorry I ran over a little bit, my friend. Um, tell John I said what's up. And then, uh, yeah, check out that pod, and I will be cross this as I start doing an everyday podcast at, at the uh, OBR Film Breakdown. So I uh, appreciate you guys joining us. That's a wrap. Hit us up in the comments if you want anything clarified. We will do so. Other than that, have a great night and go Browns. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.